All subject matter of the preceding podcast is entirely alleged and not admissible in a court of law. A recklessly minimal effort has been taken to change the names and details of any guilty parties. And just in case you rat bastards get any ideas, the hosts of this podcast are notorious and well-documented liars with no legally admissible credibility. This is Mama C, and you're listening to Notes from the Pin Podcast. Welcome to prison, bitch. Hey. You get through all your, your, your testing and everything? Yeah, but everything's still up near. Where are you at? I'm sitting at my favorite spot, talking to you, laying so it everything's down. Everything's a go. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I'm in... Uh, on game theory. All right, well, let's listen. Um, bag lunches, everyone's walking back from chow with bag lunches. This is a note from the underground. I'm up front on um, in the unit because the patio, nothing's open. A whole uh, compound-wide lockdown while they do an entire uh, COVID testing. Word on the streets from the counselor here is that there's several positives. No one knows who it is yet. No one's been isolated. <laughs> but um, I had to skip chow because I wanted to get in here and 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 do a final dispatch, depending on whatever happens. You know, because we don't know who's who and what's what. And so uh, don't say here final. I am. Not final. Well, I mean a dispatch. No, just in case, you know, you never know what's going on. And I don't know when, you know, when the next opportunity is. We've been so locked down and shit, and a lot mm-hmm. of stuff's happened, and I figured a little 15-minute... Yes, we need an update. Uh, ...update was needed and shit. A lot's happened since we I, last I, spoke. Yeah, I hear rumors old uh, old uh, Knuckles Caldwell almost showed up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Listen, the, the old, old Bruce Chino might have... Uh, Pulled out the old mouthpiece, no the athletic card, and thrown it in his mouth and uh, slid the table in the dick way and told the old energy vampire, like, time to go. Put your big boy boots on because we're about to fucking settle this shit once and for all. Mm-hmm. Um, which he promptly spun around and shot out of the cube and tried to go get all the affiliates, which I followed him. And uh, he was looking for a banger. They wouldn't give it to him. Sanctioned the one-on-one, shoot the ones, as we say. Mm-hmm. And, uh that's all I wanted was something that wasn't going to blow up into a, a some sort of civil war. So, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, well, this is the quickest version of it. We'll probably sure. do a full length one at some at some point. He, uh, we then waited for, you know, after child the most optimal time, and I just waited. You know, packed up some of my stuff. Was annoyed that this that this shit came to this, but also like kind of relieved at the finality of it. Like, uh, you know, you can only be put, you know, mm-hmm. be pushed. And I wasn't even the main one, but I'm just, I'm not fucking having that. And no one else, there was a couple people in the queue, because he had already gotten a fight a couple weeks ago, and they made him, his, his affiliates made him go lock up. Okay. And uh, there's other people that wanted to, I'm the only one that would have had a shot at, like, doing this where it's sanctioned and no, no other blowback is going to take place. So I was uh, ready to go. I was finish this shit and whatever happens, because I can't keep living under this negativity that's just right. disgusting animus and... So, like all bullies who really get called out, he um, pulled one of them into the uh, his, his big homie into the bathroom when no one could see. And I don't know what happened, but ten minutes later he came out. The big homie came out and hollered at me. He's like, he doesn't want to fight. He's very scared. He doesn't want to fight. And uh, so basically, understanding the political implications, I said, so what do you mean he doesn't want to? Like, just we're doing this. Right. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't want to, and so I, you know, I said, "So I got my tower and everything. Let's go." Uh, right. And my <laughs> mouthpiece in my pocket. You think this is uh, 
cosmetic? Do you think this is yeah, this an is accessory? A, yeah. Invisible. Anyways, um, <laughs> I said, uh, all right, well, listen, I have respect. Mm-hmm. And if you're asking, you think this is what's best. And, but um, if this happens again, you're making them go in there and shoot the ones on me. And they're like, yeah, no doubt. And then, you know, but what happened was there was this entire shift, paradigm shift, because I'm, I'm pretty sure he lives his life exploiting this image that he's created just long enough until someone snatches, pulls his whole card, as we say, yep. and yep. then everyone... What's that? Yeah, no, and that's what I was fascinated by. We talked briefly about this last night, was that the, the paradigm has shifted now in his, in his world. Right. Now, I'm closer to his, his, the people that he uses as a insurance to allow himself to bully people, mm-hmm. and um, he knows at the end of the day that he wants no smoke and though I don't go around playing with matches I know how to start a fire you know what I mean and 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 I didn't I was mad that it had to like I'm like you know you're you make all this progress but in this place and in this environment sometimes shit arises where you're just like I'm still in prison man and this shit still yeah. there's certain things I can't stand and um but you know we'll see how long it lasts but his whole demeanor changed and then right after that the next day he went to the counselor trying to get moved out for his fucking classes and programming mm-hmm. but yesterday I went and hollered at the counselor because of college and stuff and I'd just been wanting to get out of there and she said six months anyways basically they were like the one of the hook was in there and said yeah yeah I know what you as long as not um there's nothing in your file about tattoos and shit or anything like bullshit like that. And yeah, we'll move. So, you know, a bonk opens up next week and I uh, hope to be over there in a more mellow cube. But there's this current problem of the unknown lottery of positive cases walking around and no one knows if, if they've been marked for death, which means to pack up and, you know, has disappeared wherever. So, uh, high tension. So do you have any, do you prep for this in any way or shape or form? Do you kind of organize your shit to say, okay, if I have to throw everything down in a bag, I can do it, you know, exponentially faster because I prepped? Or do you just wait and say, I'm just going to wait till it happens? Yeah, well, I've done that before. Mm-hmm. But at this point, it's like with all these testing, you're just going to have to, you know, baseball and prison life are um, really lean towards superstitions. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because we're so... <laughs> It's streaky and there's so little control. So, um, no, I just uh, am kind of, you know, if you're stressed out at all the potential negative outcomes, you'll be just stressed out all the time. So it's a, mm-hmm. it's a, of, you know, you're on edge, you're paying attention. You might see someone, a uh, CEO or an ARS walking in your direction. You're like, ah, oh, here we go. Yeah, <laughs> and then they'll yeah. turn. Oh, well. <laughs> so, no, I don't have anything really ready. It's just, okay. there's a lot of, you know, a lot of potential negative outcomes if certain people go, and you know, there's this also like self self survival thing that's like, man, I would suck if the homies left. Yeah, well, but better than me. But you're moving, <laughs> yeah. But you're moving to a place where you have an ally already, right? Panda's already over there. Yeah, that's that's a whole different thing. That's that's just if everything goes as normal and no one. You know, test none of the. Oh, no okay. The so two separate things. I'm sorry. All right. So the, right, the yeah, I'm talking is, about. You, yep. Okay. The shit that's on the floor right now is that everyone's walking around not knowing if they're dead. Mm. They could be that you could be the dead guy, and you don't even know it. And you're walking around. The crazy part is you think you take those people immediately, put them in one of the in the quiet room, 
and then, you know, clear out their cube, mm -hmm. let them go in there by themselves, pack everything up, and then move it so people aren't intermingling. Because if they know a couple people have it, you know, mm -hmm. everyone just went to chow and stood in line together, and we're all sharing phones. Sure. And all this st other stuff, but... Uh, <laughs> I'm getting, like, every third No, oh, this is a bad phone. You there? Mm. Yeah. Hey, there you are. Wow. Um, so did you get the Hanlon's razor reference that I was saying nope. or no? No. Nope. Okay. So this is, then maybe we'll flip the coin on this one <laughs> um, to the other side. I, I said Hanlon's razor. When I was like, hold on, a spider is just repelling from the ceiling right now. <laughs> um, like a real um, Charlotte's Web type deal. I'm going to oh. grab the web, yep. coast. I'm trying to coast it. I hate spiders. Watch out. All right. There it goes. I'm going to put them on the wall. And there he is on the ground, so live and safe. Okay, so, uh, yeah, I said Hanlon's razor is never a tribute to malice what can be adequately explained by stupidity. Mm -hmm. um, meaning the fact that they're not, like, isolating people here and shit after they know they're positive. Instead, they're, like, waiting for who knows what. But as I'm saying it on the phone, and it just so coincidentally starts to break up, maybe that was malice, and I'm attributing it to stupidity. I don't know. Ah. I doubt that clever. No. I can't <laughs> um, imagine. Uh, hey. Hey, bud. What's you, up? Uh, Hamlin's razor. Nothing. I, I think that I think that might have been your side because I gave the the dude next to the got on after me was on there the whole time. Everything was fine, and the phones next to me were too. I don't know, man. I haven't changed anything. You, but we're good. Right. We're up and going. Yeah, yeah. We're. Well, I'm on the uh, the fraternity phone, like right by. Uh, there's like the stainless steel sink where everyone has to like rinse their dishes out or get hot water and then a microwave on top of it. So I'm literally leaning against it. So <laughs> it's some uh, really, really uh, decorative background noise. Huh? Just in... Anybody this, making uh, you ever heard of Phil? No. Have you ever heard of Phil Hendry? You know who that is? Phil Hendry. I've heard the name. Oh, my God. I'm about to just blow your world apart. Okay. Phil Hendry is a guy that was nationally syndicated and, and not on, and obviously not at every station everywhere, but he was big. He's big. Mm -hmm. One step under, you know, like Art Bell? Yeah. He's like that level. He's on like talk radio stuff, sometimes um, okay. NPR or whatever the hell it is. And he, he's out of California and he's a guy who has these characters. Me and, me and uh, the captain would talk about him okay. and me and Stanhope would talk about him. And he follows me on Twitter, and it was like a huge deal for me. Like, oh, I can feel injured. Most of a lot of people don't know he is. He plays himself as a straight man. Okay. It's the interviewer, now hold up, that's pretty outland. And then he does these characters, half of which are women that are so out there, like with their opinions and, and really? comments. It's just, there's any, and so he'll simultaneously he'll do that character and people will call in to you with the character and he like mediates but through the characters he can say the most outlandish shit and he's so good at it that you're you're like how is he doing this all you like you almost think like he's pre-recording and stuff but he's not he does it all live Damn. and if you watch videos on youtube he has an actual telephone so he'll push the mic away mm -hmm. when he's doing a character and talking to the phone like this and they'll pull it right back real quick to do anyways he's uh yeah, he's absolutely brilliant. And something we were just talking about made me bring him on. Oh, yeah. So in the background of this, uh, he has um, a character that runs these really fancy steakhouses in California. And when he, whenever it's on, he, in the background, it's like uh, background noise for a restaurant. And you hear, like, cleaning dishes. 
<laughs> this is uh, my version of of the uh, Phil Hendry background. I'm not even really in prison. It's just I got this. Yeah. Got Your this. dishwasher. You've been yeah, fooling us this whole utility. time. Area, yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know where we were. This is more of a, a get get in where you fit in mm-hmm. type app. Well, we where, were uh, we were getting into a little bit of the the Panazak situation right after the Hanlon's razor discussion. I was asking if there's any oh, yeah. updates to the crew. Well, Zach is. Um, been pushed farther not even pushed just been like hasn't kept up as much by his own making you know what i mean like yeah he's very um on an emotional seesaw and he'll get these he gets these weird things where he's like the type of you're like hey do you want to play and he kind of does but he almost wants you to convince him mm-hmm. he'll be like I-, I don't know and you're like come on play and just because you like want him to do it, he'll shift and be like, "No, I don't, I don't, I don't want to play." And you're like, "All right." And he, I kind of explained it already. Yeah. And I'm the like end up being the mediator because I'm neutral on Zach. All right. So Panda Panda feels more betrayed because he brought him to the table and he's just, you know. Um, but we got him to. Did I tell you this? We got him to play Risk. Yeah, I coached him. Yeah. Finally got him back, and then it was just immediate. Those games get real wonky and off the handle real fast, and competitive. So. You know, that's not for him. He likes to avoid all that stuff. So, anyways, he's kind of uh, self-segregated himself. But when he does see us, because we're all in the same unit and stuff, he'll be like, hey, what's up, man? And, uh, you know, I'm not one to feign, like, interest or, or mm-hmm. you know what I mean, mm-hmm. an interaction. I'll just be like, hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Good. And he'll kind of, like, want it to evolve into more. So we'll kind of just stand there, and I'll be waiting for J-Pay. And I won't – I'll let I'll let awkward silence happen. <laughs> I, won't, I don't, like, try to feel it. Sure. So I'll just be like, what's up, man? And I'll just sit there and, like, stare straight Let it hang. <laughs> right. And uh, I told him he's got a pound book on the way and all that stuff. So is he the kind of kid that he's he wants the attention on his terms? Like, he wants to hang out, but it's got to be yeah. on his terms. Okay. Yes, when he wants to, what he wants to be doing, and he right. doesn't like to be pushed or anything. So, like, working out with him is hard, because he'll just bail. And be like, I need a glucose tab. God forbid that's he brings what, up, like, of, what if he wants to start a game of risk? Then it's your revenge. You're like, mm, no, I'm good. I'm just going to fold my shorts. Thank you. I don't think he's ever done that before. I don't think he's ever. But that would be wonderful. Oh, even if I really good. wanted to play. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yep. So he. But he. Listen. I don't. I don't have any. No I've animosity towards him. him. I had. Yeah. I had some conversations with him. Where I kind of said, "Listen, like you react and like dig your heels and all these weird things that are clearly like emotionally based." And he's like, "I know." And you know, it's frustrating when you're like telling people certain things like that. And I go, "I know." I need to change, but then they don't do anything to change. And then they just continue with the thing more to where you mm-hmm. kind of have prison. I have talked to, about this with GR Joe, like prison has forced me to, to be there for people I care about. And even people that I'm not real close to and just, you know, give them advice when, when they seem open to it, but with no real atta- attachment emotionally to mm-hmm. whether they, you, you know, cause then you just get mad and then resentful and frustrated. Yeah. So, He's he's an all right kid. It's it's painful to watch him kind of ostracize himself, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, but. this brings me. You what you said just brought me to something that my kids and I have been recently 
reluctantly watching, and I'm wondering if you've watched it. Have you heard of Thousand Pound Sisters? Yeah, yeah, I've seen the, the one girl, poor, poor sweetheart with the... i never seen a fat forehead. I have not. <laughs> I never, that was the first thing I said. Well, I've she's intolerable. A, she's absolutely intolerable. She's been given chance after chance after chance. She is so easy to hate. Um, and you don't want to, but she's just... It's just like what you're talking well, about with Zach. Like, she just... She'll do it when it's right for her, on her terms, and then she just shits the bed every single time, and you're like, oh, fuck, come on, man. Like, you, you were doing it. Right. Like, you dropped 50 pounds, and you gained 100. What the, you know, fuck. Well, she, up to this point, she's been getting by on her looks alone, but once those go, oh, you know what I mean? Then she's it. really going to mm-hmm. be, be in trouble. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she's prepared. She needs to be prepared for fall. I like, it seems like I don't watch, I've never watched a full episode, but there are some really good reality shows on TLC. Oh my God. There's this new one called I Am Shauna Ray, I believe. I am. Are you familiar? No. Mm-mm. I think they did the first, it was the first episode. It's this woman who's 22 years old. Okay. But I think from what I could gather, I only caught the last like third of an episode. She had some sort of brain cancer when she was a kid and maybe it was her pituitary, whatever gland is for growth, it must have been affected because she is like the body of an eight-year-old. This looks completely like an eight-year-old. But drinks, mm-hmm. they ID her, and she drinks, and, and she seems, she's got sisters that are normal size, and this isn't like, you know, when you're a little person, you can tell the proportions are up. This is, she looks like an, like an eight-year-old. Uh, eight, oh, yeah, an eight-year-old, cool. seven or eight-year-old. And she, oh, man, I just wrote a little tweet about it because you feel so bad for her mm. with her love life like what does mm. she do because any guy she That's like a any guy she loves you don't need to get into any guy she, mm. any guy she falls in love with by the simple fact of him falling in love back with her means that she can't be with him because he's a he's a cho- he has cho tendencies yeah <laughs> you know? that's exactly where i was headed oh maybe what she should do? be a, a correctional guard you can't even throw her. Yeah, but she doesn't want to bang Cho's. Like, anyone who's just looking to hook up with her is clearly a Cho and is looking for, like, a loophole, right? Anyone who actually, like, knows her and falls in love with her would just, would just, how could, hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, what is That's the problem with our big girl on Thousand Pound Sister, man. She's falling in love with these fetish dudes. You know, she even came out, did you saw, she came out as pansexual. For liking a fatty. Yeah, it's just that's a tricky situation. But an interesting. There's no one. criminal thing. Oh, super fascinating. And she, you could tell she's. You know what? The only thing that looks a little different about her is she has her eyes look big, like. This is the in like almost like a, the a cartoon girl. animation. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They're okay. like big, pretty blue eyes, and she. You can tell she's a. Her sisters are all attractive, and mm-hmm. she's a little cutie, but she's the kid. You know, oh, looks like a kid. Isn't that the one part oh, of your body man. that it never grows is your eyes? You're born with the same size eyes you have as you die. I think that's right, right? It's the only body part that doesn't grow. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you're born. You think your eyes are fully their size when you're born? I can check with Google. Fascinating show. There's so many weird implications. You immediately start thinking, right? Mm-hmm. She drinks, and she's kind of funny. Oh, and her voice? Mm-hmm. Kid voice, complete kid voice too, and uh, you can see they're interviewing the, the the waitresses or the servers and stuff, and they're like, 
yeah, they they have to scan her ID. They think it's fake, and cause she just looks like an eight year old, you know. Mm. And she's dressed in like shit a twenty two year old would wear, like short skirts and like oh, you know what I mean, belly shirts. And, and you're just like, no. But what do you do though, right? Because she deserves to be able to experience like sexuality mm-hmm. and stuff. But physically, she, I don't know. And even I can't if she even was, think of, there's no surgery. I mean, that I can. Even if she imagine. was, let's say she was like physically capable. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> like what guy would you know like there's a part that wants you just want to be like oh someone just she deserves but then there's no it's just your mind twists into a pretzel like trying to think about like what no okay, see we're we're treading, we're, ter- we're treading dangerously into that that territory that you've spoken about on numerous occasions it's that dark side of the napoleon dynamite universe you know <laughs> those characters where you're just like oh wait what You know, I mean, Explain there's this question. Well, you've talked about, there's a few people like um, the Thruple from Parnell. You know, you, you would always say, okay, imagine like the seedy part of town where Napoleon Dynamite universe existed. Uh, and, yeah. and that, I'm not saying that those people existed by choice. Clearly, she didn't have a choice for her situation. And maybe I'm being a dick by trying to categorize her. I probably am. You're putting her in a Napoleon Dynamite universe? I don't know. Where will, I mean, How that's dare you? That's exactly what I just got And JD becomes the villain, and I'm the nice guy. Uh, See, this is what you assholes who think I'm so harsh don't pay attention to. I'm, like, superficially harsh, right? But, like, deep down, I'm a big fucking softy. Right. And, you, and, like, here's a prime example. <laughs> Old JD sneaks in under the radar and Wait wants to put this now. sweet... Wait Sweet twenty-two year old has been afflicted with just she just had brain cancer and just didn't develop into a full-grown sure. woman's body. And this guy puts him in the seedy oh. underbelly of a Napoleon Dynamite weirdo. Okay, universe. so pull back the curtain. Ah. The, the, the hosts are not allowed to develop you. on the show. <laughs> See, oh, the last one we know. did, you talked about uh, crewing up, and then by the end of the episode, we figured out that we did develop, and or you created this entire crew system with all the pebbles and everything. So you get to develop. The rest of us, the first thing out of our mouth, nope, you're fucking stuck there. <laughs> you're just a dude. No, it's just you do get to develop, but if you're developing... But that's downward, what I was doing, like I'm thinking. When you're... I said, I said, <laughs> hang on, I said, uh... I don't want to categorize her, but if I had to... Wow. Okay, think about it. If this was I'll a nineteen, hang, hang on. Wow. If this was a nineteen thirties, would she be a part of like Barnum Bailey Circus of, of freaks? Would she? Wow. Yes so or no? Would you consider these people sideshow freaks? I don't wow. know. I'm sure there's some people. Oh, listen to that. you. Oh, do you only only interested in people on reality shows that could be? In a sideshow, the Thousand Pound Sisters. It's like what? Okay, okay up until this one point. minute remaining. In JD's world, you'd have Shauna Ray like sitting on her shoulder, <laughs> like with a mini teapot, and that's uh, like job of the hut and the little. They could join twins where the one just sings country music and the other sister just right. sits there. Yeah. Go having ahead. to eat crow, having to eat crow at the end and be like, hey bro, uh, I'm starving. Can you send me some money? Go eat your bag, JD. <laughs> Mama C and I skip Chow to record this. Yes, we are gone. We gone. I love you, bud. We're gonna get cut off. Love you. Thank you for using GTL. Hi everybody, Mama C here. For the complete library, full episodes, and bonus content, and mainly to support this cause. Visit Notes from the Pen on Patreon. 
To learn more about Bobby and prison reform, visit our website, notesfromthepin.com. And follow us on Twitter to stay current. This has been another Notes from the Pin production.